Welcome back to the Pick 199 Podcast, episode 56. I'm here with Muzzy. Hey. Nako. Stop. And Coxie D. Hey, boys. Back again. That's it. We're back into the Premier League this week. Um, and we also have a pretty special segment coming up. So we're going to pick five players to introduce into the Newcastle United system now that they've been bought out by the PIF. But before that, we're going to do these results for game week nine, I think, for the EPL. Uh, and without further ado, let's get stuck right into it. We had Arsenal getting a 2-0 win over Leicester City. Great win for Arsenal. Mm, big, yeah. big bounce back for them. Yep. Um, really important for them. Uh, Aubameyang looking pretty good. And uh, Lacazette playing really well as well. So yeah, and Ramsdale's sort of turning one on as well. He's been yeah. really huge. A lot, a lot of fans, a lot of fans saying that Leno, um, that it was the right choice to have Leno on the bench. I think that's two or three weeks in a row now. Yeah, um, that Leno's been on the bench. Um, I think he's ju- definitely justified his position, as you said, Coxie. Ramsdale, he he saved them quite a few times, like that one yeah. of those Leicester free kicks. I don't know how he got yeah, to that. It was amazing. Yeah. When Madison um, put it like right in the top right corner, yeah. sort of thing, and yeah. he picked it out of the yeah. air. And yeah. I mean, for Arsenal, like he's full of confidence at the moment. So I can't mm. see them dropping him anytime soon. No, no, and, no. Like how he was handling, yeah, and how he was handling all the all the Leicester chance and everything else. Like he was loving it. Mm. He's yeah. having a great time. It's not, it's not like a goalkeeper doing a bit of shithousery. Yeah, good fun. Uh. No, it's very important win for, yeah. for uh, Arsenal. And Leicester City just sort of continuing not to sort of perform to their standards. They just they just seem that little bit off the pace, like something mm-hmm. something's just like just unsettled them enough that like they're still competitive and I think they'll still mm-hmm. definitely be competitive. But just they just seem very unsettled at the moment. That that um, first 20 minutes of the game, they looked really slow. They just didn't look like in the game at all. And it sort of continued out the whole game like yeah a couple of counter-attacking like options but never really sort of looked dangerous against arsenal so yeah. all right very good well coxie d you're back in the winner hey, i'm happy again i like football is, again uh, is ollie back in as manager now there was never any doubt, Roscoe. You know, he's he's been one of those <laughs> no but in all honesty um you know I think like that was the best way to come back. Like if it was anything less than that, I think Ollie would have still been in trouble. But the way that we sort of bounced back, I know like if you're watching the game, Spurs sort of didn't look like they were doing much at all anyway. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think to come back sort of 3-0 um, sort of is, is probably the best way you can come back from a 5-0 defeat at home. Mm. Uh, Ronaldo masterclass so- really like. Yeah, yeah. Ronaldo just setting the bar again for them. Um, but just, um, just how they played that game, it was, seems a lot different to how they've played other games. And I don't know if that's just maybe they got a kick in the ass after that Liverpool defeat, or if it's down to that formation they tried. Mm. Where they had three at the back, and they they had a bigger midfield and, and up front and whatnot. Yeah, um, I guess time will tell. Like it's one of those things where you knew we we're gonna, we had to have a good game after yeah. that. So. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, that formation sort of proved to work well. Um, I'm just a bit concerned, you know, when you've got three at the back, 
you've got Varane and you've got Lindelof and Maguire. I'm just mm. wondering if Maguire gets a little bit more exposed mm. down that side. But I mean, because of the speed factor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. If you think about it, you've got three centre backs here instead of just two. Mm. And then you've got those, you've got Shaw and, and Wamba Saka. And Wamba mm. Saka had a cracker game. Yeah. Um, that could, you know, essentially they come back in a wing backs almost, you know. Yeah. So um, I think that formation may as well use it again next week. I mean, it worked against Tottenham. Um, only problem is we still got Fred in there, but that's all right. <laughs> I was about to say Fred had his best game in about yeah. eight games too. So yeah. yeah, I know, but it takes eight games for him to wind up to get it. Yeah, <laughs> don't think we it's can fair. afford that. Uh, do you think this result now sort of flips the head on? So Ollie's sort of safe at the minute, but now it just puts more pressure on that Spurs manager to start pulling something out of the bag. Like, what's going on with Spurs? Like, they should be top flight sort of contenders. Yeah, they're in some trouble. They're in some trouble, the Spurs. Yeah. yeah, we talked about, I think, was it last week or the week before, um, the former Wolves manager, that's so currently their manager, uh, Nuno. Um, yeah, it was it was sort of a toss-up between um, which manager was out first between him and Ollie after, well, obviously, last last week's performance. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's in big trouble. I'd... I really don't like we, we talked about it last week. I don't understand why you would leave Wolves like it's such a good position and a club yeah. that's willing to buy players um, to go to Tottenham. It's it's a tough it's a tough place to manage. Um, I, I argue it's, it's it's one of the hardest hardest jobs as a manager because uh, you get so much limited funds, but they, the fans and um, the, everybody above you expect so much. I think it's definitely one of the hardest places to manage. Um, so, look, I think, yeah, he, look, he's, he's probably the next one out. I don't, mm. I don't see any way about it. I don't see Tottenham holding on for him much longer, um, considering what they did with Jose Mourinho. Mm. I, he's, I think he's, he's, had, he's definitely had a worse start than Jose Mourinho had. Well, um, yeah, and the fact that they sort of, they're more likely to get rid of their manager than some of the players that they've got, like... Yeah. Dyer needs to get out of that centre-back role because he's been exposed again this week. And, like, he just... Look, I, I don't know. I just don't rate him as a centre-back. Yeah. He needs to go. Do um, you think um, Tottenham would benefit from, like, a Frank Lampard? I think so. I think that's... Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think they can put too much pressure on him. And I think they've got to rely on him uh, bringing up their youth... I think if they go down that route and try and improve their youth system, just like he did with Chelsea, um, we saw a lot of Chelsea t- players break through that um, youth barrier really quickly. They've almost got to treat it like they they can't trade transfer for anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they don't anyway. That's the thing. Well, they don't. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. And they've they've got to go fully out and just do that. Mm. I, I think I think Lampard can do a job there. I think he can definitely be a placeholder that could possibly turn into a, a full time position there. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to backpedal just slightly. I they're in trouble there at Spurs. Don't get me wrong, but I think a Man U victory doesn't mean as much for the Man U as, as we're probably giving them credit. Like, I just they're not out of the woods. I think you've got you got Atlanta in the Champions League next week, and then you've got to turn Man around, and come home, and you've got to play Man City. Mm. If you play three back. Against Man City, you're going to get beat four mm. nil. The, the well, only thing I I'll know. say, I don't know. The only thing I'll well, say I to that I'd... though is, um, I think if, if all I'll say to that is though, 
if Man United had a loss to Spurs this week, I think Ollie would have been pretty much on the like two feet out the door. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I think sure, that yeah. I think yeah. that sort of just I, kept yeah. him in the loop. Like he yeah. has. Yeah. So apparently, the the board had said to Ollie that he's got three games to sort of prove himself. So he's got he he got the win over Spurs, and then he's got At- Atalanta and Man City. Um, so he's got the worst Spurs team we've seen in fifteen years, and then he's got Atlanta, who almost pulled their pants down. The worst should have even got close. Yeah, so, no. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> last ah. last say last five but years. I, I think. I think what Stakos... And then you've got to turn around and play Man City. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, like that's... I think, yeah. first. I think what Stakos alluding to is that is this win just a Band-Aid on a much bigger problem for Ollie? Yeah, yeah or, probably. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I would agree with Stake on that. Point. Or is it, is, it, yeah. is, it the, is it the turning point? Like, that's... I think that's where, where Stakos is heading yeah. towards. Is it, is it just a Band-Aid? This or is, is it the turning point? This is a Band-Aid. Yeah. You beat a Spurs team that they they haven't done anything. They haven't yeah. beaten anyone. Like, and we've we've said the issues we've got with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, is it all snake? I'll ask you. I don't question. think it means anything. I'll ask you this question though: If we win the next two three games, is it a band aid or is it a turning point? It's a turnaround. If you if you yeah. go and win your Champions League game, yeah. then you turn around and have a good win at home against Man City. Then it's an obvious turnaround. Yeah, I I reckon yeah. even if you get a draw out of that Man City game, yeah, like you can't deny yeah. like Man City's I, been. I, 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 yeah, and I don't see why even if we play that formation again with a three at the back, we could beat or we couldn't get just, a draw against City. I just mm. think you played three at the back early against Liverpool, and they put four in the net in the first half. Yeah, this is a different side, mate. We've we've lived through that. We're ready to go again. <laughs> I don't know if it's there's different. a different belief around the camp, Jake. If you just listen, mate, there's a Look, different belief around the camp. I might be enough. Always there. there. But that was a week ago, Coxie. <laughs> what was that, Snake? I'm an, I'm a nafty, but that was a week ago. Wow. I can't wait to start doing our, I can't wait for us to start doing our combined 11s, boys. Yeah. It's going to be heck yeah. Liverpool heavy. <laughs> uh, no, very good. Well, moving on, we had Southampton with a 1-0 win over Watford. It's a pretty pretty intense game throughout the whole game. Um, but Southampton come out with a chockey, so good win for them. Mm. Chelsea with a 3-0 win over Newcastle. Uh, like, it's good to see a score. I was pretty worried in that first half when we, d- we were only like, one nil up at one stage, and like there was a couple of counter-attacking options for Newcastle as well, um, and we didn't score those last sort of few till late as well. So, you know, like I think when you see teams like Man Manchester United winning five one against them too, you sort of expect your defenders match that sort of standard as well. So, but yeah. Uh, moving on, we had Crystal Palace getting the 2-0 win over Man City. Muzzy, what happened? Uh, Laporte with the dumbest red card I've ever seen in my life. Oh, so um, like it was, it was, it was an absolutely stupid challenge. It was so blatant. Um, like, yeah, and like um, he just put him down. But like, 
I understand at the same time, like they're saying, right, all season that hasn't been a red card. Um, if it's been one-on-one, technically there was a player behind him on the outside. Um, so technically he wasn't one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Fair enough, I understand that. But it's just, it's like a silly it's just a stupid challenge. To do in the and it's, and it, just, it just cements why he hasn't been making the squad yeah. um, and why Diaz and Stones have been picked over him. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was a silly challenge when they really didn't have much on Crystal Palace. I mean, we know like Zaha is dangerous, but like really we had, we had, you know, Cancelo was tra- tracking back anyway out on the wing. Um, and we had um, the other centre back coming in behind him. So like it, it was, it was a tough call. Um, I understand why the refs made that because he was playing into open space. I understand that the ruling says he has to be, um, it has to be basically a one-on-one um, opportunity in that situation because it wasn't obviously a, a professional foul or anything like that. Um, but yeah, like just silly, just just dumb stuff. And then literally like five minutes later, we we concede. And then five minutes after that, we come back. Um, Jesus scores down the wing, and he's offside. Um, yeah. It was just it was one of those days. Full credit to Crystal Palace; they played awesome. We talked about them all year at the start of the year. I, I seriously think Vieira um, is getting the best out of that squad, and he's he's doing an exceptional job. Um, and don't be surprised if he goes up for a big a big job next. Um, yeah. Like, I think he's definitely lining himself up to go for a big job. I don't think he's going to go to Tottenham, um, considering he's an Arsenal player, <laughs> born and bred. But he may, he may go to Arsenal, depending on how their form goes, you know, for the rest of the season. But full credit to them, yeah, we just we just blow up. Um, just sloppy play, um, just sloppy stuff. Just seriously not – I think we weren't thinking about the game. We are thinking about the Champions League fixtures we got coming up and obviously the United game coming up. Um, but yeah, just looking forward, uh, we looked really sort of out of place. Um, Gator, who's, who's a decent keeper for Crystal Palace, we made him look amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was that that red card from there was like it was zero zero, and that just was the turning point. Like it was just silly. Like we just we never looked settled after that. Um, which I don't think a red card has that big of an impact unless you don't settle yourself after that. And I, don't, I think. Pep didn't make the right changes, but the players just didn't step up. Yeah. Um, so really disappointing performance, obviously. Just move on to the next week, mate. Um, <laughs> well, with that, we'll move on. We had Liverpool knuckling out a two-all draw with Brighton. Snago. Uh, yeah. Brighton stepped up in this game, mate. Yeah, well, Brighton and- have been pretty good this year. Like they've they've only lost two games this year. They've pulled out four draws. So we know defensively they're going to be tired. And they're going to want to win in the grind. Um, Liverpool, I think maybe a little bit of a come down after the thumping that was Man United. Um, but I think they've got. <laughs> um, um, I will say you you started the game Snaker really well. Yeah. Um, obviously going up 2-0 quite early um, and then just sort of, do you think it is that complacency of you did it last week, um, so you just sort of let the pedal off a little bit? I think we've got a pretty big two weeks coming up and I think that could be very much part of it, like Champions League and all that. So, um, yeah, and but 
I'm giving them a bit of credit to Brighton too because they've been pretty solid this year. They only currently they're only a point behind United on the on the table, so like, they've been more than competitive this year. So, no, happy with the draw. At the end of all of that. Fair enough. Uh, moving on, we had Burnley with a three-one win over Brentford. Uh, Brentford sort of starting to slip a little bit. Whether or not they keep continuing to to slip, like they they turn up in the big games, the games that they should be competitive in here that we would expect, they yeah. have lost a couple of those too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, moving on, we had West Ham getting a four-one win over Aston Villa. A really dominant performance by West Ham. Um, Declan Rice had an absolute cracker of a game in this game. Uh, and Aston Villa sort of continue to struggle a little bit to hold the standards that they have the last few years. Definitely back to the West Ham that we thought would be there for most of the year. I think yeah. this is what we sort of expected them to look like. And Early on, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and finally, we had Leeds with a 2-1 win over Norwich City. Uh, I mean, it's good Norwich. to see Leeds get a win back. Uh, Rafinha had a pretty decent game. But, uh, yeah, against Norwich, you should probably be wanting to have a 2-0 win there. Yeah, well, considering how, how poor Norwich have, have been all year, I don't, yeah. won, I don't even think they've won a game yet. They mm. have another of Newcastle. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, they're... They're in absolute shambles. I mean, Leeds really should have put a few, but they've, like we said at the start of the year, they've just been, um, you know, start a start to the start of the year. Mm. So, yeah. It was important for them to get a win out of there, though, okay. too. Yeah. Um, there's, it's- only, there's only one game left that hasn't been played yet. It's the Wolves-Everton game. What do we think, boys? I think Everton's starting to come around a bit, So, uh, but it's it's going to be close. I... I mm. Two, two clubs that are probably the favourites of the podcast. Two all draw. Two all draw. Nil all. Go the Wolves. Wolves? Go the Wolves. I've got I've got Everton winning two one. Just mix it up. (laughs) (laughs) No, very good. Well, with that, that's the wrap-up of the EPL results. And what we're going to do now, we're going to jump across to a little project that we had over the week. So, obviously, we've talked about Newcastle getting the being taken over by the PIF. Um, and what we've decided to come up with is a manager and five players that can turn around uh, their, their fate at the minute. So, whether or not this, this, this will be a good mixture because I think the boys and I, We've got a mixture of like whether or not we want immediate success or sustained success for the future. So, so I'll I'll start with like with manager. I'd love to see Rafa Benitez go back. Um, I think I think with the new sort of found love for for football again that he's been able to do with Everton, I think he could do some really good stuff with Newcastle again, especially now that old management's management's out of there. Um, I don't know what you boys think, but I think Rafa Benitez back to Newcastle. Do we want to go like manager for manager or do we want to say a whole thing? Uh, let's go manager for manager and then we can talk yeah. about the managers that we'll have. I'll, I'll, I'll go next then. Um, I actually had um, Zidane going there. Um, 
So I thought that would be uh, just an interesting thing to sort of mix it up a bit. I think he, he would do a really good job there. Um, not not like particularly biased because I think like he's, he's a superstar manager, um, but I think he'd do an awesome job there. And mm. I think bringing in his experience, um, obviously being, you know, a world-class, world-class player that's been there not long ago and just based around the fact that I went for a sort of younger team, um, sort of younger to prime team, a lot of the players sort of grew up watching him. Um, so I think he'll, he'll earn a lot of respect in the, um, in the locker room because of that. Mm. He's pretty good at developing his youth. Um, that's, that's sort of why I picked Rafa Benitez too, like considering yeah. the work that he did there before with the mediocre team that he had, he did pretty well to get that team yeah. to the middle of the table. So, I reckon our teams are pretty similar, Muzz, on going for youth and longevity. Um, that's why I've gone for someone we've already talked about today. I've gone for Frank Lampard. Um, I think if you look at the development he had at Chelsea, bringing in like a pretty young group, and he pretty much had them ready to go to the next level that they've gone to now. Um, I just think next time he... But he gets a club back to that level. If he then has to pass the torch for him to go to another level, then that's something yeah, that hasn't yeah, seen. But yeah. I don't know if he makes the same mistakes as he as he did at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, mm. But I think if you're, I think Newcastle are looking to go long term success, and I think Frank will build build that for you from the from the ground up. So, do you think that Frank, position holds uh, more pressure or less pressure than the? pressure that he had at Chelsea really interesting way of looking at it I think I think it holds more because I, I, I felt like he didn't have much pressure at Chelsea um, just because of the the whole no transfer thing so they weren't expected to do much yeah. and the fact that he did I think the following season put a lot of pressure on him yeah um, so I think for the first season no but for his second spell at Chelsea yes like the second season that he went into um, obviously, a lot tougher. Yeah. Toxie D. Um, yeah, so the bloke I'm going with, and, you know, he might be at a different United, depending on how old he goes, but I was seeing Antonio Conte. I was thinking, you know, what he did uh, with Inter Milan in the Serie A. Um, <laughs> I was just outstanding. I don't know. I can't, I don't, I'm not sure why he left exactly. Um, but I think he'd be fantastic for Newcastle. Yeah. Mm. It'd be great. Um, I was thinking Lampard as well, but then I don't know. I just think um, I think Conte would just do a better job, as we we're talking about there before. Just with pressure, I think when you get a club that suddenly just got this massive influx on cash, no matter how sort of much you play it down, there's still going to be that, that expectation to yeah. you know succeed because yeah. it, like in the Premier League, it's always come down to the money gets you success. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just what would happen in that situation. So I'm going to go with Antonio Conte for that, for that role. Four, four really good choices, boys. I really like this. Good start. Uh, so did anyone have a keeper coming I in? I did. Yeah. yeah, I did too. But yeah. I'll let you go first, Mizzy. Let me go first? Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I was looking at the keeper, there was a, there was a couple of options. And Ramsdale's performance on the weekend sort of had me leaning towards him as well. Um, or even Leno, um, because obviously he's going to be available. Um, but I thought, no, nah, let's not do that. If it's a like hypothetical situation, let's just let's go and see what we can get. I went with Donnarumma. Um, 
I think he's going to be an absolute star. He's already a star at mm. PSG, has been at AC Milan. Yep. He's heading towards being one of the best keepers in the game. I think you need to shore up that defence. And I think having a, a, sh- a quality shot stopper is super important for that team. So mm. I thought Donnarumma would just be an awesome keeper to have. And you know you got that you put that confidence in your defenders straight away. No, very good. Um, I went on a similar route there, Muzzy, but I went for Kieran Navas from PSG. So I thought because Donnarumma is brand new at PSG, Navas might be on the way out, and you still get a yeah. quality keeper out of out of PSG there, and you can you can build around that as well. I also had Kepa down. I yeah. think. Like he's been pretty good for when he's filled in for Mendy at Chelsea. So if you can get him and if he wants game time, I think you can get Kepper up pretty quickly. Uh, did anyone else have a goalkeeper? No. no. Well, let's move on to defenders. I, I'll, I'll start with one. I went for Sergio Ramos. So Ramos is getting the older part of his career, but I think a new team, and if you give him like the captaincy for like one or two years, we've seen the effect that Thiago Silva's had at Chelsea, and someone of the standard of Sergio Ramos could do something very similar and like set a standard for that new team that's coming in. Yep. Um, also, the defenders. Uh, I'm a defender. Um. I can't pronounce his last name. Edmund Tapeza, Tapez from Bayer Leverkusen. Plays in the Bundesliga. Leverkusen. Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, so he's super young. He's been on the. I think he's only twenty-three. Um, oh, Tapez. Is that you talking about? Tapez. Yeah. 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 Right here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Super young. I think you get a young centre-back there and he's as solid as a rock, probably the best defender in the Bundesliga. Um, he's something you can build around early. Yeah, very good. Uh, did anyone else have a, a defender? Yeah, I, I had um, Matthias uh, De Litt. Is that how you say it? De Litt? De Litt? Yeah, De Litt, yeah. From Juventus. Um, like, he's a young gun, uh, you know, and he's doing, he's doing okay at Juventus. I think he'll do pretty good. Um, with in Newcastle, um, you know, Syria, same as Conte. So, um, I think that'd be really good if they could land him. I also had, um, and it's a bit debatable if he's a if he's a defender or not. Um, but Alfonso Davies from from Bayern Munich. Yeah. I know he sort of plays up a little bit, plays like a left wing, or he can yeah, play a left back as well. Back, yeah. But I think he's an absolute superstar for how old he is and what he's done so far. So mm-hmm. I think if they can land. Two players, two young players like that. Um, that's what I'll be doing. I went. Um, I sort of went similar to you, Coxie. I was. Yeah. I had the lit down for a long time. Mm. Um, I thought he'd, he'd shore up, but I think with Ronaldo departing, I think it's hard for him to leave. I think he's he's he's, he's finding his stride a lot better there. So yeah. I went. I went for a player that's actually fallen out of the rotation now, and I went for another PSG player. Um, I went for Kimpembe. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that youth, um, he's super athletic, super strong, um, can, has done it in multiple leagues, represented the French national team numerous, numerous times um, and just seems to be falling out of the pecking order. 
Um, so it was it was between him and at the end of it, it was between him and Laporte. And after Laporte's performance, I didn't want him in the team. So <laughs> didn't want to, didn't want to <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, with that, we'll move into the midfield. Um, Cox, you want to start with the midfield? Yeah, look, um, <laughs> this one's a bit left field. Um, but I just wonder what your thoughts would be, boys. But I reckon um, Aaron Ramsey coming back to the the Prem might be an idea for Newcastle. Like, he did pretty well, I thought, with Arsenal. There was a time there where he was just on fire. And then, you know, he's sort of gone to Juventus and he hasn't really done a whole lot. I yeah. still think he's got plenty to give. And I think if he came back, he's a lot older now, but I think he'd just have that sort of that experience and able to steady the ship, especially if you're yeah. getting a lot of younger players in. He'll be yeah. able to sort of be the rock in the mids and let those younger, like, wingers and other players just be creative. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think... Yeah. And I know Juventus probably aren't too keen on keeping him. Like, I think he'd be a great addition if they could get him over there to Newcastle. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got a few other mids. You want me to rattle them off too? Yeah, rattle them off. The rest man. of mine are all mids now. Yeah. Uh, I think Vanderbeek <laughs> as well. Um, I, I had Vanderbeek too. So. And I think he's a re- I think he's got a lot to give. I think he's a really great young player. Yeah. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm... I just can't believe he still hasn't got his chance at United. So I think he would be a great addition at James Park there. And I've also got uh, Masalia, Jamal Masalia um, from Bayern Munich as well. He's a winger. I think he would just add that flair on the wing. Um, he's a great young gun too. So that's my five boys. Very good. Very good. Snaker, who'd you have in the middle? Oh, um, I had Douglas Louise from Aston Villa as a centre defensive mid. Um, I just think that position has become pretty important. I think he's pretty young. I think I think also just trying to think about the type of um, city Newcastle is, I think it's very English. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm trying not to have a whole heap of foreigners, trying to keep it a little... Keep it a Brexit uh, style, man. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, I'm going to go to Brazil... Um, the only Liverpool player I've included in the list, uh, that's Bobby Firmino. Um, I think he just adds so much control to the midfield. Like, and he's such a good link between, like, the attack and defence, really. Um, even though he's a bit older than some of the other players I've picked, I think early on, I think he'd really give a really good winning culture. Um and uh, midfield, that's that's me. Just those two. I, I thought you were about to say uh, Fabinho or Thiago. No, Bobby. Bobby. No, all good. Uh, Muzzy. Um, I actually had Deli Ali. Um, I thought he's um, he's been a bit sort of up and down in the Spurs squad. He hasn't had much game time. I think he's still got a lot to offer and sort of piggybacking off what Snake was saying, I sort of needed to have an English player in there. Why well, um, him too? He was going to be the last one yeah. I said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, because he's a, he's, he's a midfielder, he's a cam. Um, so, yeah. look, I, yeah, I, I had, yeah, I had, to, I had to get him in there because I think, I think they, they definitely need a, a you know, a, sol- a solid, a solid mid in there. Um, and then I had to pair him up with another English player. Um, so I had Jude Bellingham, um, 
as my other buy in there. Um, so I wanted to get all the fancy players out first, and then I thought we could buy a bunch of rough players after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, very good. Uh, yeah, I had so, Gully as well, but I was leaving him to up front. Well, similarly with all of you, I've gone for an English route as well. I just went with Jesse Lingard. So I saw, based on what he did with West Ham last year, and like he's sort of coming off the bench for United at the minute, I thought he could take control of this team like he did for West Ham last year. Um, but I also had Donny Vanderbeek in there as well to try and just finally get a run somewhere. <laughs> Far out. Come on. He's, he's a he's a prison. He's, he's in a, a prison. Um, and then, like, the 50-50 sort of choice was uh, someone like uh, James Ward-Prowse from Southampton. He's a quality midfielder, and he, he can do that free kick pretty well. So mm. he's, he's, he's sort of like the – like, if you couldn't get him, you'd get him. Um, so yeah so with that we'll, we'll move on to the forwards did anyone have a striker or or wing, wing player I had I had a striker I had um, I think you know Jude Bellingham's coming over you know that door midfield so you got to bring Holland over as well I mean Ooh, too, there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing more English than a blonde haired blue eyed German <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he's not German. He's he's Norwegian, but you uh, know, it's all close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Skin, Scandinavia, <laughs> Viking. Uh, no, very yeah. good. Uh, so Stanker, you had Holland as well. Yeah, that rounded me off. Uh, Coxie, I've already done my five boys. Oh, you so you didn't add yeah, it. No Harlem. Yeah, this this will be controversial. Snaker will, will hate this and he can tell. If you say, oh, you I'm going to say Harry Kane. You! He oh. himself at <laughs> Newcastle mean, United. Yeah, good. So we've got the English free. connection there. Yeah, that's a good that's a good bet because that's another team that won't challenge Liverpool for a time. But, but also, so. I thought the, the sort of the tie-in with uh, Alan Shearer being the greatest goal scorer in the EPL. Um, I thought that could be like a new sort of found uh, thing for Harry Kane and just to piss Snako off. It, it honestly doesn't upset me. I just think if you're going to spend that much money on a soccer team, why would you make him that shit with one signing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just well, thought yeah. that he could find himself as an out-and-out striker again there. That, that was the only thing. Like the way he's being used... At Spurs at the minute, I just don't think plays well to his natural game, which is scoring goals. So I thought if he gets a new fresh start, he has he's got Lingard behind him to put it through to him. I thought that that wouldn't be a bad choice. So, and his stock is down at the minute, so you could get him cheaper than than usual. I don't but uh, worried about money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, very good. I think that was pretty good, that, lads. Uh, so just while we're here, we'll just rattle off the, the players that we picked. Uh, so for manager, I had Rafa Benitez. Defender, I had Ramos. Uh, keeper, I had uh, Kepa or Navas. Uh, midfield, I had James Ward-Prowse, Jesse Lingard, or Donny Van Der Beek. Two or three in there, uh, and Harry Kane up front. I had Frank as me, Lampard as my manager. Um, Deli Ali, uh, Haaland, Tepes, um, 
Luez, Fabinho. I think that's it. Yeah. Muzzy. Um, I had Zidane as manager. I had uh, Donnarumma in goal. I had um, my centre-back as Kimpembe. I had my two mids um, as Jesse Lingard and Jude Bellingham. And up front, Holland. Yeah, I had um, Conte as uh, major boys. And I had Delit uh, in the centre-back. Had Ramsey and Van der Beek in the mids. Jamal Musali on the wing. And actually, I am missing a player. You're right, Roscoe. I wonder if I should just go Kane as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, go Mbappe. Mbappe. Oh, for the culture, hey? Harry for Kane. Let's do I it. it. I thought all four of us would have Holland. I, I think that was the obvious answer, though. I think that's sort of... Do we go... the best answer. That's why. Yeah, obviously, obviously <laughs> it's the best answer. But, uh, yeah. I mean, he'd cost the most money. Do you think would go to Newcastle, though? He would if you pay him enough money. For the right money, he would. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon he's yeah. I reckon his heart's set on Madrid. I don't think he goes. I'm pretty sure. Didn't he come out and say, I'll just go whoever pays me the most money? Yeah. Yeah, probably. No, I reckon he goes Madrid. He, he'll yeah. go wherever his manager can get the most money. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, very good. Well, that wraps up the EPL uh, game week nine, I think. And the five players and managers that could help Newcastle get back on its feet, get back into the Premier League as a potential powerhouse. Look, let's be honest, they haven't won a game this year, so any signing's going to be a good one. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you guys next time. Peace out. Peace. See ya.